tuning into this episode of Rainy Days with Tabs. I'm your host, Tabitha, and it's such a pleasure to have you here today. On today's episode, I will be talking about a lot of things. I don't even, as of right now, I don't even have a title for this episode, but one of the biggest things I wanted to discuss that's new and relevant in my life is I prayed about a fruit of the spirit and it was, okay, that was a really bad Oh God, this is horrible. That was a really bad rendition of something I heard this week. Guys, just forgive me. So number one, you're probably like, what the heck just happened, Tabitha? But basically, (laughs) I was on TikTok and (laughs) a video, of course, came up on my, um, my feed. And this is basically what? the song was and I guess I tried to do like a rendition of it but that was a really bad rendition but you won't get it until I play it for you so please forgive me saints (laughs) yeah that's a really funny song I thought it was funny um but I basically tried to um do that with my patience that's the word I prayed for patience that if you have been listening to my episodes from day one where at least if you've gotten the chance like go back and like listen to I think it was like my first or second episode I talked about how I don't pray for patience and that was with intentionality because I've always viewed patience as like just something negative Like, literally, like, just a negative connotation around the whole word. I know, like, there are times when, like, if I'm in the moment and I'm praying and the word slips out, I don't really mean it. That's definitely one of those words. It's like, it just happened to come out. It happened to flow with the way the other words were going. But I don't want none of that. And basically, it just came from the idea of once you pray for patience, then you're put through trials that test that patience in some way I don't remember like how it was explained to me but once you pray for that then things will happen to fortify that not until recently I was able to have dinner with a friend and it clicked that that was not the case but instead me praying for patience is me asking God to help me endure what's gonna already happen for example if I um, would like to purchase a home in two years. Me praying for patience was, would be me saying, I don't really want to wait two years, but because two years is what's going to happen, Lord, I'm asking you to help me to endure these two years well. And so I view patience now as I want to endure it well. And so I want to ask you to give me this fruit of the spirit. And that was a really big deal for me because like I said, it was just like, not something I prayed about at all. And if, like I said, if I ever said it, even in my other past episodes, if you just happen to hear me say patience, just know I did not mean that for me at least because I did not want it. It just sounded good during that prayer time, but otherwise I didn't want it because it just always seems like something negative. And even me praying for it recently it felt like a foreign language. It was just like, what am I saying? Like, do I really actually mean this? And for the first time, yes, I do mean it. I do want to be patient. Um, I was reading the King James Version of Galatians. Uh, 
think the verse is Galatians. Galatians 5, verse 22 through 26. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Well, let me read it in NKJV version. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against there is no such law. And so in other versions, it does say patience, but in the King James version, it says long suffering, which I feel like is what is essentially happening when you're having to wait for something. It's suffering for a long time. I don't know about you guys, but I have no patience, right? I already said this. I have no patience, of course, because I never prayed for it. I never wanted it. And so I don't have any. I don't have patience for anything, let alone anyone. Like I have such a like a small <laughs> fuse and I don't act on it, thank God, because I felt like when I got baptized, the Lord dealt with my anger because I used to have really bad anger issues. But I still never dealt with the fact that like I don't have patience for you and I'm two minutes away from saying, you know what, forget it. And that's a really, really bad, not bad, but that's like a, it's an, it's not a nice quality to have. Like when I say I don't have patience for anyone, I do truly mean that. I don't even have patience for my mother. Like she could be trying to show me something and I'm like, okay, are you going to show it to me now? Like, cause I have other things to do. Like I have no patience. Um, even if she's asking me to do stuff for her, she's like, and I'm, she's taking for, she's taking too long or even when it comes to driving in the car with her and she needs to make a turn. I'm like, why are you taking forever? Like I don't have patience now, at least I don't have it right now. And it's really bad because she's even said it to me. She was like, I'm your mother. How could you not have patience for me? And I'm like, mommy, it's not you. I don't have patience for anyone because I don't, because I just don't, um, especially when I'm in conflict and, you know, I'm explaining something to the person and I'm explaining my side, they explain their side. And then I tell them, listen, that's not, that's not how I meant it at all. And I'm sorry that it came off that way, but that's definitely how, it, how I meant it. And then they doubled down on it I'm like okay you know what hmm. I'm two seconds away from ending this friendship and walking away perfectly fine because I don't have time I don't have the patience for this but that's not healthy and it's not conducive to my growth and my process and so I've definitely been praying for patience but I think knowing that I need to pray for patience definitely didn't come from like everyday life circumstances it actually came from the end of a relationship and it was something in which I really felt like, okay, that's it. I'm out of the streets. <laughs> I'm done with the trailer parks. You know, now I can walk into this, you know, new newness with this individual and relationship ended. And so I was just like, why is this happening to me? Like, why am why is everyone else around me, right, able to get into these relationships that flourish and they start from zero and they get to a hundred and they're just, there's just, cons there's just consistency there, but there just can't seem to be any consistency for me. If it's not one thing, it's another. And it doesn't help when you're like looking on social media and seeing how social media, you know, relationships go. And of course, I've definitely discounted that especially this week finding out about the Gabby Petito case and Jason, did y'all know that Jason Derulo and his um his girlfriend the one that he impregnated they 
are separated or they're splitting or whatever way they said it. And I was just like, I cannot believe you impregnate that girl only to break up with her. I mean, granted, we don't know what happened, but they said that they feel like they are best versions of themselves apart. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you did not know that when you were in this relationship with this woman before she got pregnant. Like, I believe they had been in a relationship for quite some time before she did end up having the baby. And I'm so I'm, I'm just very confused. And you just honestly, I think recently I've just been seeing how fickle relationships are. And honestly, like I've really come to the point where like, God, if you don't send that man, I don't want him because I would rather be single and not have to stress over these things than to be married and have to stress over them. But I mean, I think on the other side of that, a lot of reason as to why I feel like I haven't been patient, not only is because like I said, I've been seeing, I mean, my closest friends, the ones that I talk to on a daily basis are in relationships, right? And so I just kind of feel like the odd one out, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) What can I do? I am not in any way envious of their relationships. I think I just keep I have this, okay, so when is it going to be my turn type of mentality? And I don't feel like it's really conducive to my health as a single woman because I heard Natalie Lauren, she is a singer that I really favor, really nice singer. And she did an interview where she said that singleness is not a flight to marriage. Basically, like they're not connected. Um, They're two separate entities. And even just hearing, you know, one of my friends say like, you know, they're not even like, you're not even married in heaven. Like that's just like a world, that's an earthly thing. It's a worldly thing. And so I had to question myself, like, why do I want it so bad? And so I was looking, I did an introspection, right? So with me, Tabitha, why do I want this so bad? Why am I not patient enough to wait for it? So it's several things, right? I didn't grow up in a household where I experienced marriage. And so I've always longed for that because I know that for myself, at least I feel confident enough that if I do get into a relationship where we end up in marriage, that I would be able to be that wife, that mother, not that this man requires, but that he was longing for. Like, I know I'd be able to fulfill that task well. Will there be days where I feel like I'm slacking? Will there be days where I feel like I'm insufficient? Absolutely. But I feel like I would be able to fill that role well. So that's number one. I didn't grow up in a two-parent household where I got to experience marriage in that way. Secondly, I did get a chance to see marriages outside of my nuclear family. So my cousins both got married to two awesome men that I've always said that my husband would have to have qualities that resemble them because they are truly amazing men of God and they just, they are the standard. Not that, you know, whatever, I'm not being picky. I'm just saying that there's a lot of qualities in them that I would definitely be, that I'm definitely looking for in a husband, in a man. And so that's number two. And then number three, I think it's just like pressure from my family. So whether it be my mom, whether it be my aunties, even my grandmother, I feel like my grandmother is the worst of them all. (laughs) So I'll start with my mom. My mom is constantly praying that God will marry me and my brother to amazing spouses before she dies. That's her prayer to the Lord. I'm like, okay, we got some time. (laughs) 
my aunties, they make the same prayers. They're like, the way that God has blessed your cousins, I pray that God will bless you. I mean, every other time I see them, this is what they're speaking over to me, like literally saying to me. And I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, and then my grandmother comes like an atomic bomb and says, I am praying that the Lord will bless you, will marry you before I die. Just to give you some perspective, my grandmother is 84, 85. I'm not sure. I think she's like 84, 85. One of them. So I'm like, okay, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Like that's any day now. You know, God forbid, like God forbid. And I'm not trying to be funny, but Jesus, that's a lot of pressure. And so all of those pressures. And then, like I said, my friend group, being in really nice relationships and I'm so happy for them. I'm just like, okay, so what the heck is wrong with me? I think that's where <laughs> my mentality is. I'm like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get it together? Of course, as time has gone on, I've realized where my flaws were. I feel as if in the past I've forced in some way marriage on these unprepared men. And it's been clear because <laughs> the reason they would leave is say, I'm not ready. And I'm like, dang, I don't even know. Like I was like shoving it down your throat. And of course I was doing it unconsciously, I think, um, because I didn't want to push them away. But clearly I did because I wanted something right away that they weren't ready for. And I should have recognized that and also should have recognized that I shouldn't have wanted it, I guess, that bad because I'm coming to realize that I idolized marriage in that way. And I feel like society kind of pushes you to do so. Even if that's not what they want to do, I don't know. I can't speak for society, but I know that when you you hear about a woman having the education, you hear about her having the degrees, you hear about her having this successful business, these ventures, she's traveling, she's doing all of this. Then the moment she says that she's unmarried, they go, hmm. But then if you if she's doing all of that and she's married, it's like, ah, I don't know. I just feel like married women are respected more. It's kind of like they have like a level of prestige in our class system that single women don't. Kind of like when you're single, you're thought of like just lower, lower than. And I believe like I've adopted that mentality in some way along the way, along with all of my internal pressures and got to a point where I was just like, if I'm not married, then I'm not, I haven't made it or I'm not where I want to be or I'm not what I where I need to be. And it's very unfortunate because it's such a negative thought process and it's so debilitating because there's no way that that should be the reality for me. And although I do know like that God created us to be, to not be alone and that's why he created Eve for Adam and all of that jazz. But I just, I don't feel like I should feel like I'm incomplete because I don't have that. And I think that is the issue. For some time, I did not feel that way. And then when you get into a relationship and you're like, okay, this is it. And then that's removed. You can kind of go back to those thoughts if you're not careful and if you don't catch them literally mid-thought. So that's basically been, you know, my thought processes as of late. And even like just with the external pressures with society and like I said, social media and the whole Gabby Petito's case, like this woman was posting pictures with this man. I mean, I don't believe that that altercation that was taken on the webcam and him actually killing her were were a few apart. Like, no, like that man had been abusing her as time had gone on. Every other picture, she probably got hit. Every other picture, she probably he probably said something 
that was just harmful or he probably did something to her and she either let it go mate probably internally thought it was her fault i don't know i don't really know um of course nobody does but a lot of domestic abuse abuse cases are like that it's not like just one single oh okay like he just killed her out of nowhere because he was very angry no i'm sure there were little little many things that were happening along the way but on social media they just look like this happy healthy couple and i remember talking to my therapist about this and she said something to me that really changed my perspective on relationships in general and had me even look into the relationship I was in at that time to say, oh no, like everybody doesn't tell you what's going on in their relationships. Everybody's not telling you what's going on. And so what she said was, if the nouns in the room could talk, they would share a different story. And so when you think about the nouns, I think about the bed. I think about, you know, the closet door. (laughs) I think about the dresser. I think about all of these objects that if they could speak they would say yo she got slapped last week or yo that door got slammed the other day during a passionate argument or oh he was talking to some girl at midnight you know just like just random things and she's like you know if the nouns in the room could talk they would tell a different story and that's not just with the Gabby Petito case but just any relationship you just don't know the ins and outs you don't know that pillow talk and so it's not even fair for you to compare your life to theirs it's not fair for you to compare your relationship to somebody else's relationship and it's even more not fair for you to even want something that you don't know anything about you don't even know the ins and outs of it and if you did I'm sure you still wouldn't want it you would want what you have and so I'm definitely learning that and I'm learning to be patient in this season not only because of everything I've been hearing but I just feel like I kept wondering why the relationship ended the way it did and just being so frustrated that it didn't go the way I thought it would and I was just like I don't know what lessons there were to learn and then I sat back and I was like oh there's a lot of lessons here and it sucks because I'm like, oh, you don't want to have to go through something to learn a lesson. But I'm very grateful I did. I'm very grateful I am learning the lessons that I'm learning because I feel like I'm very immature in some ways. Like there's a lot of growth left to be done. And if I don't go through things that will push me to my growth, I'm going to stay stagnant. And I didn't know how immature I was until I went through these circumstances that pushed me to become mature, that pushed me to look at situations differently. Overall, to wrap that up, I have been praying for patience and I suggest you guys to pray for patience in your life and your many other situations and many other things that you would like to happen for yourself. I mean, we need patience not only for, you know, the relationships that we would desire, but you would also need, you need patience for just about everything and just about anything. And you don't really know what impact your patience, like your ability to be patient will have on other people's ability to be patient and other people's ability to wait for things to happen. And I only want, I don't only want to wait, right? I want to wait wonderfully. I want to wait expectantly. Like I want to wait confidently. I don't want to wait upset. 
I don't want to wait frustrated. I don't want to wait just annoyed. I want to be waiting and be like, ah, this happened? When did this happen? I didn't even know. I didn't even know I'd been waiting for 20 years. Wow, look at that. I mean, nobody wants to wait for 20 years. But if you didn't realize 20 years was passing by because you were waiting so confidently and you were waiting so amazingly, it's like, oh, look how that worked out. Because I I have to believe and I have to trust that what God has for me is much, much better than what I could have ever imagined. If I believe him to be my father, if I believe him to be my help, if I believe him to be my savior, then why wouldn't he want better for me than I want for myself. Um, there's, I believe there's a verse in the Bible that says that, like if God will feed the ravens and um, he'll take care of, you know, the lilies and the valleys, how much more will he do for you? And so I have to trust and believe that God really does have what's best for me. Even if I don't see it right now in this season, it is coming and I will wait patiently for it. And I will wait while I wait. I will wait happily. I will wait expectedly and Yeah, I don't have another word to put in front of that. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and pray. Gracious Father, I just want to tell you thank you so much for all that you do, all that you'll continue to do. I ask, Father God, that as we pray for patience, that you will go ahead and give it to us. It's not easy to want something and not be able to grab it when you see it. I mean, it's just... It feels like torture, especially like seeing everyone else like around me, especially my closest friends, just be able to soak and bask in just such happiness. I can't help but be happy for them. Um, But there's a small voice in my head that wants to say, when will it be my turn? I don't want to listen to that small voice. That small voice is irrelevant. Instead, I want to say, I'm so happy for them and leave it alone. As to when it'll be my turn, only you know, and it's not my business to find out. I just need to stay on my course. I need to get what I need to get done, do what I can do, and be successful in all of it that it is. For myself, whatever it is that I'm waiting for in this season, whatever it is that I have to be patient for in this season, I pray, Lord God, that you will also help those who are listening to be patient for what it is that they're waiting for it may not be a relationship but it's something else they're waiting for a home to be um accepted they're waiting for a loan to be accepted they're waiting for an amazing job they're waiting for an amazing experience and they're wondering if it'll ever come and if they'll if their children's children will ever be able to Um, even experience it but I'm asking you to give them patience give us the fruits of the spirit there's a reason that they're there it's not there to hinder us it's not there to harm us but instead there to uplift us to make our weight easier to make our weight less stressful just something to enjoy as opposed to something to hate and be so frustrated about We love and trust in you, not because we deserve anything, but because you're a great God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. And while I was sitting in the car, this word came to my heart. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to share it. So it said, fasten my heart to be ready for what it is you want to give me, as opposed to what I would want to receive. Let it sink in. You guys already know. It doesn't rain always, but it's raining today. Please go stand in the rain.